Hello and welcome to episode number 304 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. Not, not too hot at the minute? Trying not to melt. Yeah, our, our yearly surge of heat where uh, everyone in the UK just doesn't know what the hell to do, basically. We all lose our minds when it's hot. Um, yeah, if anyone outside of the UK, they don't understand that like <laughs> when, when it gets any sort of temperature, we just melt and die. Because yeah. we have zero infrastructure for it. Yeah, like, we're not... The, the, we're... Only, the only AC you'll find is like in our cars. Like yeah, so driving right now. Um, you get yeah. AC yeah, that doesn't exist in homes. We actually have the opposite, where UK houses are basically built to keep heat in. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so when it's hot, you are doubly screwed, and it's most of the time it's actually hotter indoors than it is outside. Um, but yeah, you got to enjoy it while it's here, hey, because it's all a bit of fun. Um, but uh, yeah, back to back to topic. Uh, back to a movie this week that we've been wanting to see for a few weeks now. Um, Ooh. which is Crimes of the Future, um, which we will get to shortly. Um, the return of a Mr. David Cronenberg, which is very exciting indeed, Ooh. something that I never thought would happen for the for the show. Obviously, we do a lot of uh, old-school films and retrospectives. Um, who knows, maybe Cronenberg in the future, but it's wild for us to actually be able to cover a new uh, film of his um, that's not his son, Brandon, uh, of course. Um, but yeah, we'll get into all that good stuff very shortly. Um, as far as news goes, it's continuing the trend of... Um, waiting basically um in about what is it about 10 days now god it's crazy how close it is to the u.s the, release the non-uk release yeah of the, the global uh, except for uk release <laughs> yeah of our most anticipated movie of the last six years um the, and so, the super horror bros release <laughs> <laughs> exactly and so that means we'll just be on complete sort of media blackout for three weeks and of course yeah. that's when we're gonna get like the new announcement of nightmare on elm street we're gonna get like the first trailer for hellraiser we're gonna get all the good yeah, stuff Rob so. zombie trailer drop like <laughs> no, the, you know. this week <laughs> <laughs> um i might talk about it at the end um so yeah but yeah well, well there'll be a whole host of just ridiculous things but at least we'll get to mm. catch up after <laughs> nope which will be nice um but no, there is a little bit of news, actually, kind of on the back of um, One Stranger Things, um, oh, which is that. obviously about that once well, or just a little bit. And we will continue to do so um, because it is exceptional. And, and Netflix agree, because obviously this has been a huge hit. It's basically broke like every single record. I'm not going to get into it. But What's yeah, as far as like English speaking series, which is kind of the, the little caveat that Netflix <laughs> always have to put on everything now because of Squid Game just breaking everything. Yeah, the break- Broken Squid Game rule. Yeah, so they're always like English language. English language is like a little side note. Um, but as far as that goes, yeah, it's just the most popular thing ever, which is great news. Um, and they deserve it. But kind of off the back of that, um, Netflix have tied the Duffer Brothers down um, in a good way mm-hmm. because they basically said, "We want to keep you guys for life." Um, we that Flanagan contract. Yes, one hundred percent. I thought they were already on a Flanagan project um, or mm. contract, but um, it seems like. They weren't, but they are now. Um, they've basically committed to Netflix for several new projects, which we'll get into. Um, 
this comes courtesy of Deadline that basically they have formed uh, the Duffer Brothers upside down pictures, um, which will be lurking, uh, working alongside other companies to make a whole host of projects, mostly for Netflix, but also in other avenues. And so, yeah, basically this headline, oh, sorry, this news story has a lot to unpack. Um, it starts by saying that obviously the first order of business will be the conclusion um, of Stranger Things, the battle between Eleven and Vecna. And obviously, that is the, the main thing that they are trying to land the ending um which is awesome news um please land the ending guys please land it indeed it's pretty cool like i've been seeing a few quotes recently back and forth and trying to read in a few like spoilery things obviously now that we've seen it all um and it's fun like because i saw millie bobby brown was saying in the news how she thought they need to be less protective of characters and saying how there's way too many characters they need to kill off people um I can't remember. Oh, her phrasing was funny. I can't remember what it was now. So I think she called them sensitive sallies, where she was like, <laughs> they're too attached to the characters. She's like, I need, we need people to die, basically, which is funny. Um, because it's kind of like, yeah, they are... We, we kind of expected them to be a bit more ruthless, but they, mm. they just clearly... Because they talked about it post as well in a few interviews, how, like, the longest time they were going to be very um, strong with the conviction and, and kill off Max this this year. And then they kind of stepped back on it in the last minute and have left it way more sort of open to interpretation. Where are they going to go? Um, mm. But it's, yeah, all good stuff. But, yeah, as far as the actual projects go, um, which some of this will be Stranger Things, some of this isn't. I'm just going to read this in the order that's in the article. But um, this first one is very interesting and, and something that I didn't see coming, which is that they will um, be producing or, I, I again, we don't know how much involvement they have in any of these shows. These are just like projects that their upside down pictures will be covering. Um but on top of uh, the first thing is a new live action series adaptation of Death Note. Um, so, so obviously Netflix have tried this before in 2017. The film uh, we covered that. That's and, and yeah, like Death Note is such this huge thing that they've tried different things with. And, and it's like it's it's really weird because i love death note so much and i think it's to me it completely transcended the medium that it was in um because i've seen it multiple times and it's one of my favorite things i've ever seen and i've tried to watch probably i'd say three or four different anime series since then and i've never finished any of them um and i and i kind of concluded that like yeah anime just isn't for me but i just love death note so much and so i wonder if this is kind of like why they keep harping on about something like this that defno is so special um but i think it can transcend and so yeah like this is i'm i'm really down for this like this is definitely the one that will get the most hate obviously mm. because it's just classic <clears throat> like i i get it first and foremost like if you're a hardcore fan of something you don't want other people stepping in and messing with things and obviously like the the film adaptation wasn't of the best like it's not a terrible film but it's nowhere near getting across the best parts of death note in my opinion whereas i think it needs to be a series so that's the good news i think first that's what all. we spoke about at the time when the show dropped mm. and when the movie dropped that it would be much better as a tv show you know give that long format and actually explain who these characters are and so they haven't just rock up and you know just assume <laughs> that you've seen the anime so you know who they are yeah definitely so either way and like I say these guys know what they're doing and so um yeah i'm i'm excited for this who knows how much they're going to be involved that's all kind of speculation in the future but the fact that this is one of the first projects being like yep we you know we have it now it's ours we have the license and now we're going to adapt it for tv so yeah all you got to do is wish for the best on these things um next up is the one that i'm definitely kind of the least intrigued by just because we don't know hardly anything about it which is it, it is a one line synopsis for this one uh which is an original series um from creators jeffrey 
Jeffrey Addis and Will Matthews, who basically made the Dark Crystal um, Age of Resistance show on Netflix, which I haven't seen. Um, I believe that's a sort of old school, like, puppet type thing, but don't quote me on that because I don't know too much about that. Um, But again, that's just an original series, so we don't know anything about that right now. Um, Next up is another TV show. Um, This one is a series adaptation of Stephen King and Peter Straub's 1984 novel, The Talisman, um, which the Duffer Brothers will craft, it says here, alongside Steven Spielberg's Amblin Entertainment and Paramount TV. Um, So interesting. Like, I'm assuming this is on Netflix because I'm pretty sure all of this is Netflix, Um, though I guess the one after this is pretty odd, which we'll get to. but the kind of quote here says, um, the talisman tells the story of a young man who moves between New Hampshire and an alternate world called the territories to obtain an artifact that will save his mother's life. Um, it also says it's, it shares a lot of otherworldly qualities with Stranger Things. It's, uh, and then the quote from Matt Duffer is, it's much more fantasy. It has sci-fi. It has a horror elements. It has a lot of heart. It has everything that we love. And it's got the best werewolf character ever, I think. Um, so yeah, clearly something that they really like. And once you've got that Netflix money you can get things that you like um so yeah, yeah. Uh, I was gonna say, that's the that... thing about it in it where they just kind of they they can just get whatever like random ip that they like like that they're like oh mm. yeah well, we, we can't get you it but we can get you some steam game like wasn't it where there's just like yeah. hey do you have any sort of relatively small books that you like because we'll get you the rights to them yeah. um yeah. and that's because exactly that's what cool. he's doing like, that's fine like um, <laughs> And yeah, kind of, so these next two, I'll actually skip to the last one because we have talked about this before, but it's the aforementioned live-action Stranger Things spin-off series. Um, we kind of knew this was a thing anyway, but they've lumped mm. this in here, and it's all we know is it's based on an original idea by the Duffer Brothers. And they have said that, like, tonally, it's very different to Stranger Things. So I am I am very curious what the hell that is um, and whether we'll see sort of any setup in the end of Stranger Things for this. Um, I hope not. <laughs> and then uh, lastly this one's very interesting because i'm like okay how does netflix play into this maybe they'll record it and put it on netflix um but this final one is a new stage play um set within the world and mythology of stranger things um and that's all we know about that one so it's yeah it's a brand new original play um which will obviously assumingly be on you know I, who knows like there's really not much to go of this it's being produced <laughs> by a um uk-based stage producer sonia friedman so potentially oh, okay. we'll get to see this in the uk um but that's kind of cool right like i didn't expect Ooh. that um and like i say well, i don't know how netflix because i don't to my knowledge i don't know if netflix have had any involvement in stage productions up until no, that's very point. interesting because obviously i know like disney plus had that um they did that live recording of hamilton didn't they which was like mega for yeah. disney plus um yeah. and that was super popular so maybe they'll do something like that to, like they'll do a, a you know a show for like a year and then a, the final one they'll film it and put it on netflix seems like a great idea to me so um but yeah, there's a lot there, so there's a lot for us to kind of get into. Is there anything you want to add other than this is pretty cool and, and good luck to these guys? They deserve their success. I think that's the thing. It's like great they got the they got that Netflix money. Go use it well. Like you deserve the contract. Now give us anything that's like remotely on par with Stranger Things. I'm very happy. Mm. Yeah, it's really exciting. Like I said, um, when we obviously talked about it, I, I said at the time, like, to me, they should be putting all of their energy into, obviously, the final season of Stranger Things. As I said, like, to to produce something that, that that's that good, you have to stick 
the land in because then if you do you've created something that will stand the test of time mm -hmm. and i think that i said before like you'll be so lucky if you ever emulate something like stranger things so it's great that i've just list listed off like five different things that we know are in the pipeline but the like if any of these even come close to the success of Stranger Things, it would be a minor miracle. Um, so obviously these are great and they're very exciting for the fans. I'm, I'm pretty much excited for almost all of these things. Um, but yeah, first and foremost, you need to nail the thing that has made you because if Stranger Things ends yeah, the way Game of Thrones ends, then mm. most of these things people aren't going to give a shit about. Like if you if you fuck up the ending of stranger things um you can't do a stage play <laughs> set on stranger things <laughs> let alone a spin-off series like i just i don't like it, it'll exist you know they're doing that game of thrones show i'm pretty sure this year and it, but it's like that's weird to me that a game of thrones show is coming out on hbo and i'm like wait is it this year because i've not heard a peak really soon yeah, really yeah, soon. yeah, yeah i was gonna say is it out maybe in july or august like i feel like it's so yeah. soon but i was gonna it's, say it's out before september 1st i'm pretty sure yeah and it's like oh yeah the, remember that like when when that ended it was the biggest show of all time and and mm. now they're doing a spin-off that seems like i don't I'm, obviously hardcore fans will love it i mean i'll probably give it a watch just because but like yeah you have to nail these things so yeah but yeah good luck to them they deserve this and it's i do like them kind of not only setting up the production company but then outlining a bunch of projects like right off the bat um who knows if all of these or yeah, yeah. Who knows? Like, it, it sounds like a lot doesn't it like i do worry mm every single one of these projects is just produced by the duffer brothers and because uh, i'm kind of looking at this and going all right where, where is their next writing and directing chops because yeah, i don't think like, be, like, i don't think it'll be death no and i don't think it'll be the stranger things spin-off except for maybe the first episode um do they want to direct a stage play like I, so well, I, like, I don't really don't, don't eli roth us like give us yeah. you know i want you to make stuff that's the thing so who knows like we'll, we'll obviously once we start seeing these projects and which ones come to fruition the quickest we'll then start to get a sort of clearer timeline because i think that's the good thing about what flanagan's done at netflix is it's pretty straightforward like as a fan i can get my head around it of like okay not every show he does with his name on it is going to be the full flanagan like we'll get the full flanagan yeah. but then in the meantime we'll get these smaller projects where like you say we're getting it this year we're getting midnight club which is not the full flanagan experience like he's still directed i think half the episodes which is because he's just a maniac yeah. but yeah he still not... directed 17 hours of tv but you know <laughs> he just didn't full midnight massive um but uh yeah it's cool great great news like i say there's only one news story but it was a pretty beefy one i'm pretty interesting mm. um but yeah shall we talk about this week's film let's do it let's talk about crimes of the future So yeah, like we said at the uh, the start of the show, obviously the return of a Mr. David Cronenberg, um, which Ooh. I mean, it's interesting doing this podcast. I, I didn't even think he was still like active. Um, no, I didn't. Obviously, you look at his filmography, and yeah, his last movie that he directed was in 2014, um, mm -hmm. which is described as a satirical drama. Um, but then kind of it says on, on the Wikipedia for this film um, that this is kind of the, the first genre, so either science fiction or horror film, since 1999. Um, so over 20 years since he kind of done what, you know, that's what you think of when you think of David Cronenberg. You think of that oh, mix a bit like of Romero, isn't it? Yeah. 
definitely and obviously this i think he i believe he's 79 currently um so obviously like he's earned his retirement um yeah. he's been making movies since the early 70s um and so it's crazy to think that in especially when we think about all of the real true horror legends which obviously mm. david cronenberg is one of them like most of them unfortunately aren't even with us anymore mm -hmm. like a vast majority so the fact that not only is cronenberg still alive which is incredible and awesome um yeah, but he's, actually he's, making yeah, he's still making shit that, that that looks like a cronenberg film um which which is just wild that that, that in itself is a feat um mm -hmm. and was definitely the, one of the easily the main reason why i was so excited for this film um but yeah, I guess uh, other than that, um, what is Crimes of the Future? Christ, what is Crimes of the Future? <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, I've really kind of set you up to uh, fail there because I've seen the yeah. film and um, I don't know if I can answer that question. <laughs> Basically, it's a dystopian future where Aragon is <laughs> searching for the key to human evolution and immortality so he can get back to his elven love, Arwen. Uh, and in order to do this, he infiltrates some underground uh, network of orcs who now have to eat plastic to survive. Yep. I mean, that sounds like a Cronenberg film. So, like, that, I mean, to be honest, you're not that far off. Obviously, I, th I believe you might have embellished some parts of what? that. That's, um, that's, that's what it's about. It's, it's actually, it's actually a sequel to Lord of the Rings. I don't think I heard the word Aragorn. Um, I heard the word. <laughs> Sal Tensor a lot, which seems to sure? be by these. Sure? <laughs> well, yeah, it's hard to understand people at times in this film, so maybe. I feel like having to just search now to be like, shit, was it Aragon? And was was the was Kristen Stewart just called Arwen? It's like, no, well, no, it's Tim. Names, the names are so convoluted that they may as well be out of a Tolkien book. Um, they, really, they really might be. You know, we, yeah. we got Whippet, we got Timlin, we got Detrice, we yeah. got Juna. Yeah, um, Caprice, yeah. me as well. Yeah, yeah, Caprice. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's they're they're fun. Like I, I'll Brecken, that's one of my favourites. Brecken, Brecken. Brecken. Oh yeah, don't forget Brecken. Yeah, um, some great names. Like the, they've really stayed with me. <laughs> the names yeah. are alone. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, that's basically what the film's about. Where <laughs> we. Yeah. We, we live in the do, do, a, do a proper story setup now. <laughs> you, you're not that far off. So yeah, we're we're in this kind of dystopian future where basically uh, humans are kind of evolving and creating kind of synthetic enhancements, but also like internal mutations. And uh, we kind of meet Vigo Mortensen's character Saul Tensor, who's basically like this guy that is just his body is constantly creating new organs and like new body parts or not body parts internal parts and he is kind of like an activist uh against them at the start of the movie where he's basically like he grows them and then gets them cut out of him in this kind of body performance kind of this performance art um where he um gets gets the organ kind of chopped out of him and that's where we kind of get introduced to um tim lynn kind of Kristen stewart's character who's kind of his quote-unquote partner for the performance art and kind of um we just in in kind of meeting these two characters we then just get brought along this crazy journey of kind of wait were you were you talking about figure morrison's character then 
I was at one point, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, sorry, Leah Sadeau is his um, partner in the performance artist. You said it was Kristen Stewart? Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, it's Caprice, isn't it? Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, so yeah, Caprice and, and um, yeah, is his kind of... And then and then he gets introduced to um, Tim Lynn and Kristen Stewart's character as kind of like the... Um, <laughs> the <laughs> office of of registering new organs mm-hmm. or something like the, that the national organ registry that's the one yeah because because that's the thing that exists and <laughs> she kind of becomes a bit obsessed with soul tensor yeah. and kind of like we, we start to get into this world of kind of this performance art and kind of you know what what it kind of means for the future and kind of as I as I joked about before, we kind of start to meet these other characters that are doing these different kind of body modifications, kind of externally, and kind of some that are internally kind of changing human evolution and kind of um, you know Saul's kind of journey getting wrapped up into that is kind of where where we kind of follow the movie through, and it's a Cronenberg movie. Yeah, they, they throw so much at you early on, like I say, where it's it's really hard to keep track because obviously like the entire opening sequence, which we'll get to, is just really crazy before yeah. we even get to like Soul and, and obviously the bulk of the story and then it obviously ties into that stuff later on. Yeah, before on. we get to Soul and Caprice, like we have like this crazy like opening, which, yeah, like I wasn't expecting at all. No, and then it's kind of like you, you're thrown into, you're like, okay, I, I can kind of wrap my head around the fact that he's growing these new organs. And then you're kind of trying to figure out where they are in the world and kind of like... Because one of the main things which is very confusing is that basically humans have evolved to the point where most humans no longer feel any sort of physical pain um and oh, yeah, that's, that's where, <laughs> yeah so that's where the kind of so the, so the natural progression of that when you can't feel pain is okay suddenly everyone can perform surgery you don't have to be like trained or anything and then that in itself becomes a, a performance art and whereas yeah um vigo's character he can feel pain can't he hence why he's mm-hmm. kind of even though he is part of the performance art, which most people who do that can't feel pain, he's also got, like, all of these weird machines that he's kind of using to help him not feel pain. Um, I mean, you can, like... I this was one of those performances for from Vigo where I was like, man, I hope he's all right. In, yeah, I know. know because like I've not seen him for a while, so I don't know how much is is like a performance or how much he's just struggling. Because it's like I got the sense of just pain and and struggle from this character, and I have to just say that he's an amazing actor, which he obviously is. We know that. Mm. Um, but like, did you feel that? Yeah, like just the uh, way he talks, or I'm like, oh, it just sounds like death. Like, the last twenty minutes where he's like just constantly like choking as he talks mm. and like clearing his throat i was just like his physical oh, mannerisms like, as well can we get vigo a strepsil like <laughs> like i don't i don't care about saul at this point i'm just like can, can we can we make sure vigo's okay like, <laughs> yeah like i want to see an interview where he's just like chilling and he's totally normal because then i'll be like yeah. wow like this performance was incredible like no yeah, i know I really, it was yeah i really um, do want to see him like you know in an interview with like the cast just like mm-hmm. talking about this just like chilling just like laughing yeah and not popping his guts up because i'm like oh okay vigo's good because <laughs> it just it stays so consistent throughout the whole movie but like you say it only just gets worse and worse i guess as we see more of the character and because yeah he's like our lead it is just you just feel that sense of misery and pain yeah, throughout every miserable. scene yeah mm. you know, his, his whole existence is so miserable because he's feeling this and then he's just this tool to grow organs to have them cut out of him and he's yeah. just this vessel and it's just it is just miserable and kind of 
you know, everyone around him is using him to some extent. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, I think, uh, th- like, like I, you know, I said, this this is such a, you know, th- there's so many parts in it where you're just like, oh, man, Cronenberg is just, like, trying to will his own future into existence at this point. <laughs> like, this is the world he wants, like, mm. so badly. And so, and I think that's kind of why he's like, I think he was just sat here and was like, fuck, it's 2022. And I still haven't got got a 50 eared man. I'm just going to make one. (laughs) I'm just going to make one and put it in a film. I'm going to have to come back. I'm going to have to go back to the genre. Like I I thought I'd be living it by now. Yeah. And (laughs) I genuinely feel like that was his motivation. I wonder how much of this is autobiographical because yeah, we also have this kind of very like elderly, especially the character, this elderly man who Mm. basically, and then, and then we cast two young, beautiful actresses who are Mm. like enamored with him, like completely (laughs) and utterly enamored with him. And it's like, it is very much this kind of wish fulfillment you get that when you're watching it, where you're like, I wonder why he's wonder what the message is here. Yeah. <laughs> that these that these two beautiful women just find this very old, incapable man so like attractive. Um new sex. Exactly, yeah. I mean that's kind of like yeah, one of the other major parts about this movie, and that's such a, a Cronenberg thing. Um which is kind of like yeah like it's such a weird concept to get around where it's like okay so people have evolved past getting enjoyment or not ev- mm-hmm. that, that's the other thing about this i have so many questions about this film i know i, I know just this, take a breath. Just, i know just, <sighs> just have a drink like <laughs> calm down like it is just it's just so batshit you don't even know where to start to unpack no, because like I say, you're thrown into this world with almost no explanation of where things are. And so then we are introduced to these small subsectors of this world. And it's very hard to get a sense of just how normal this is. Like, are we yeah. seeing the fringes of society or are we just yeah. seeing society? Um, but we because... see the of like him walking in the street and there'll just be like two people in the street, like cutting each other's arms. Yeah. And that's almost like two people just making out like yeah. you know that it is yeah. now you are right that like that is i think that's what they're going for is like yep yeah, that's mm. the baseline is that everyone's kind of evolved where normal kind of sexual preferences is out the window because it's just boring i guess to everyone now and so mm. because they've got these like new heightened desires which yeah is mostly centered around the fact that but obviously if you're numb to pain, pain. Mm. Like, if you're numb to pain what else are you numb to exactly like, yeah. and i guess that's why they're exploring these other things like it's just um you know, I think, uh, as you said, like, this movie throws you in at the deep end. I'm, and I'm not going to lie. Like, I literally sat there watching this movie with the Wikipedia page open. Yeah, I had and to like, a few times. Every 10 or 15 minutes, I'd pause the movie and read a couple of lines of the Wikipedia plot and be like, okay, yeah, that's where I'm at. Cool, okay. Yeah. <laughs> just, I just, like, had to, to, like, keep, keep in check. Yeah, it's like I say, because it's such a weird concept, they throw you in to, like, say, a small group of characters with no sense of where we are in the world at all. And Mm. then one of the main things about this movie, which is definitely, I think, a a bad thing, is I found it really hard to understand what a lot of characters were saying. Um, Obviously, we've talked about Vigo and kind of like for him, it makes perfect sense because he's supposed to be this kind of like guy who's basically 
at death's door at all times mm. and so understanding him is difficult but i found most of the characters um basically other than our two female leads which i i found fine to understand but everyone else was like very difficult to understand and um, to the point where the first scene of the movie which is a, a different female character on a phone call i i got probably 30 percent of what she said um because it was in such hushed tones with just like the style of this film you know it's a very whispery if you've seen christopher nolan's recent movies where no one enunciates anything properly <laughs> um and so i put on subtitles and and listened like rewound it and listened to that phone call again and i got so much more where i was like i didn't realize she was a mother i didn't realize she was talking to her ex-husband you know what i mean like there was so much information right. that i would yeah, have seen exactly. from that point on i was like okay i'm definitely watching 100 percent the rest of this film with subtitles on um because yeah i don't think i would have I, I would have missed so much of like like when they first go to like the national organ registry and they're throwing out so many different terms and different words and like I say there's this whole company i think it's is it life form care or something yeah well there's all these machines that mm. yeah are like kind of helping um soul sleep and yeah. help him eat because he's got like this you know the 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 thing that's prevalent throughout the whole movie he, is that he has this some sort of condition in his throat like he's constantly yeah. like in pain and just clearing his throat in like the most it got to the point that i was just like i can't handle this anymore yeah like he was just clearing his throat in like the worst possible way and um yeah he has this machine that like helps him eat which i gotta be honest i feel like that machine <laughs> is the opposite to help you to eat like, it's like oh shove you in a roller coaster chair yeah and then make you like fucking soup it's like <laughs> the most uncomfortable it's like it's basically a chair that looks like it's made of bones as well yeah, so it just a it bone chair that rattles like a roller coaster and the only thing you can eat is gruel <laughs> yeah. like and and that that's gonna that's gonna sort you out i'm like i can see what his problem is yeah a what he's eating and b what he's sat on like i think well, so yeah, those bed, two things the bed didn't look that comfortable yeah the bed didn't look that comfortable either no, i'm like, like just, just just get get yourself a memory foam mate like you'll you'll be good you'll be good that's the like thing with the future these extra kidneys then people just evolve yeah. past the point of you know like things actually making oh, sense and it just goes yeah. full circle but yeah like it is weird because even when you're trying to wrap around your, your head around it where like okay so there's this company that's made all this shit that is then like the i think it's called the sark which is like the autopsy machine that they use for the performance <laughs> art um so it's like in their world that they're saying that this was a thing they did like a long time ago or whatever and it's not really used anymore um but then so in this world like no one really feels pain other than a, a very small amount of people mm. so i'm guessing what did this company make this stuff for, for that like very small amount of people um because obviously a majority of people don't can't feel pain so i don't i don't know it's just a weird thing to think about isn't it like the whole, the whole this thing is just you know the, i think the thing is that you he throws so much at the wall mm. because yeah you have this company the these machines. as well sorry like the new vice stuff as well we yeah. like, like i remember pausing it at one point and being like i've just they've introduced this new character he says he works for new vice i've heard everything he said in this conversation and i still have no idea like who he is or what he works for or yeah, what's, like, what's, his, new like, like, what's going on here yeah like it's yeah. very confusing i like say i i think this movie has a lot going for it that i really liked but it definitely i feel like 
I miss the miniseries or the book that sets mm. up this film. This feels like the conclusion of something. This it needs like a like... four-minute screen of text, like, yeah. like like what you get at the start of a Star Wars movie, like that, but four times longer. Yeah. Like, to be like, oh, okay, the year is whatever. Do you know like... what made make that mistake? No, what's that? It's like a Gorman, mate. Has a scroll <laughs> at the start. Exactly. It's scroll at the start. Tell, tell me what's going on. Like, but yeah, right. Because, like you say, once I got into it and once I'd paused it a few times and read a few things, I was in. And then once we're in, I think the the absolute things that are great about this film, because I think there's a lot, is like the performances are just incredible. Mm -hmm. um, the lead three in particular are so good. And I think Vigo is fantastic, but because of the choices that they make, it, it makes for a, I guess, uncomfortable watch at times yeah. um just because it's difficult to hear what he's saying and it, it does become a little bit frustrating that like there's so much plot and character development and it's like oh god it's so hard to understand what he's saying but again it's a choice and it's it's effective because i felt it like we've seen characters yeah. like this in plenty of things that are supposed to be going through pain and agony he was, he was in pain. yeah like like i say to the point where i'm someone who watches all these things and has such a big disconnect between like i know it's a film i never get you know tricked and think it's real or whatever but i'm watching this going like god i hope he's all right <laughs> and mm. that just shows you the strength of the performance because like you say i'm yeah. sure he is fine but my god did it have me believe in um but the other two were incredible um yeah. i love leah sado i love everything she's in and she's always great but Kristen stewart is one who really surprised me in this film because like i I've, I've never known what to make of her as an actress for years um, because I've seen her in a lot, but she's mostly just in shit that I haven't enjoyed at all. And it's always been a thing of like, okay, was it her or is she just in something that I'm not vibing with? And I mm. think that the most of the time it has just been that she's just been in stuff that I haven't really liked. She just makes a lot of films or, or whatever that I'm not in that into. Whereas this was clearly something that, she clearly just wanted to be in a Cronenberg movie, which I love. Mm. Um, and she kind of just thrown herself into this weird role and, and she absolutely nailed it. Like all of her scenes um, in particular, kind of like her back and forth with Sal and like Vigo's character was so good. Yeah. Um, and they really so, stole the so show for me. Awkward. And mm. like, it was like this, this like awkward lust. Yeah. It was like portrayed so well where mm. like, it was like, I didn't know whether she was going to like, kiss him bite him punch mm. him like i just yeah. didn't know where it was going. i'm like is she gonna, uh, is she gonna a get a thing. knife and like mm. slit his throat or or what like what is she gonna do in this moment like well, there's a scene where she keeps slowly getting closer to yeah. him and he's yeah. kind of backing yeah. off but then at a certain point he starts leaning more into her and she mm. starts backing off a bit and you're like okay who's in control here like what's yeah. going on with this power dynamic and yeah like those scenes are great and i think that she is like the opposite of leah sado's character in a lot of ways where leah's character is just so confident mm. knows exactly what she wants and gets it and just does it whereas yeah like timlin Kristen's character is the opposite of that where she is this mm. shock she's kind of like okay i'm working in this kind of bu bu bureaucratic role um but i clearly know what i want and then as she gets a little taste of it when she's when she slowly starts seeing the more the performance are and she kind of has that realization of like okay this is what i want in my life and yeah like i i just wanted more of that to be honest i think once we get like the conversation yeah exactly yeah. yeah and she's like you, you want to start injecting stuff in your forehead mate um yeah. but yeah i think those are the scenes where like i could have had more of that because then we mm. got a lot of there's a whole other plot of this movie which is a major bit which i guess we'll, we can move on to now which is kind of like this this guy who um his thing in this world is the, the um orcs right yeah, <laughs> yeah the lead orc the leader of kai um is <laughs> 
he can to, eat to plastics. Learn. Yeah, alerts. He can eat plastic. Um, which as if I needed to make this film more confusing. Yeah, I know. Like we're we're not helping ourselves here at all. Um, let's stop. Um, so oh, he he can eat plastic, stopped. which isn't a joke. Like that is literally no. what happens in the film. Yeah. And um, this is fascinating. This was, I think, for me, some of the best sci-fi in the whole mm. thing. It really started to tie together because I was like, oh, that is fascinating how these are kind of like these extremists or i think they're called like radical evolutionists where they're like oh no we know the next step like we've we've done this to our own body we need to eat our waste exactly they yeah they have this like production line of candy bars that are made of toxic waste where like to them it's fine because they've got these kind of they've changed their stomachs in a way and their um you know their whatever system i forgot the word digestive system um has changed so they can obviously you know eat that and be fine um and i'm like oh that's fascinating and so that's a really interesting dynamic and then kind of like yeah how the government sees this and all that stuff's really cool um and then i guess yeah the stuff with his son um which obviously we get kind of like the brutal scene at the start which uh, i almost i don't think that should have been the opening because i I wasn't mentally prepared and like i didn't No, the movie continues and it wasn't until we get to like the freezer scene where like he opens the freezer and i was like oh shit yeah the opening scene i'm like jesus christ like if i rewatch this movie like Mm. that will hit me 10 times more because i'm just like aware yeah that's the thing it's a really brutal scene it's the most brutal scene in the whole film and i was like i I was really unprepared for it and i think that's clearly why it's the start because they want you to just like completely unsettle you from the get-go and be like right now you're now you've got an hour and a half and you're never going to get to sort of unravel what just happened and you're going to stay in that uncomfortable state whereas i get that's why they've done it. it it was somewhat effective but to me it felt just like a throwaway shock scene at the time that i ha- it had no impact because i didn't know anything what was going on i didn't know who was killing who i didn't know why or anything do you know what i mean so there was no stakes whereas because we're then introduced to the dad later on and the reason why and, and, and then even the mother and we get the the kind of the, the i really like the talk she had with vigo's character mm-hmm. um i think it would have made more sense had that been like end of the first act um because then we would have had had more invested in the world and it would have made more sense because it is really interesting how she's like the opposite um and when once we get into what that kind of is of like okay he's trying to prove to the world that like this isn't no longer body modification this is like natural evolution at this point mm. um and i love stuff like that where, where it's you know like it's like day zero like oh this would be the first child you know that would change the world sort of thing because you mm. haven't got to actually go under these procedures anymore so I, I just love all that stuff that's just like great science fiction um but I wanted more of that because that was almost in the background. And then a lot of it was just centered around like, oh, Sal Tensor has grown some organs and he's in a lot of pain. And that to me was, it was almost like the B plot was well, way more interesting than the A plot. It definitely was because I, I, I felt the same. And I think, but but it got so muddled as well that the B plot did kind of become the A plot at the very <laughs> end. And I think kind of, <laughs> yeah, it was there. You know, <laughs> when you've got, when you've got Tensor who is like entering a beauty pageant for organs, <laughs> at one they, point the beauty pageant is a great name though <laughs> and i was just like okay so that's <laughs> happening and then mm. they talk about this autopsy and i'm like i don't think i'm ready for an autopsy of like uh like a young child like i'm not mm. mentally prepared for this and yeah. suddenly it's there and and then and then they start talking about a beauty pageant again i'm like i'm, mm. I'm very i'm very confused about what's going on yeah like, yeah and i think i think that's the thing i think you know i think i've been there with cronenberg before where it's like there's a lot of confusion 
there's a lot of incredible science fiction in terms of just plot and storytelling and ideas. And then there's a ton of like crazy visuals mm. and you just have to be like confused and, and enjoy the ride really. Yeah. I would say one of the things that was slightly disappointing to me was the visuals. Cause I, I don't, I think some of the stuff is good. Um, but I think some of it, like it's weird. One of my major things I didn't like about this film was just the overall look to this film, um, which again is clearly a choice, much like the kind of Vigo character and the way he talks. So it's like, it's really difficult because they kind of nail what they're going for, but what they're going for to me doesn't make an enjoyable experience. And I think the way the movie looks, particularly the color palette, which is a lot of just dark, dull, dull colors. It's a lot of kind of sand, dark gray, dark green, khaki. Do you know what I mean? Like these very muted dull colors and i just don't like that especially in my sci-fi like i get that not everything has to be like bright neon colors and that definitely has been overused but like when i think to the great science fiction it has to be visually engaging to me and even movies that like i remember when we watched dune which i get there's like you can't compare because that's a completely different massive you know Mm. trillion bullet budget compared to this but like even when I didn't give a shit about the characters or what was going on in the story, I was like, my God, is this pretty to look at? Whereas this was almost the opposite of like, okay, you've got some really cool stuff in this world, even though I'm a bit confused. Love the characters, love the acting, but my God, is this painful to look at? And I'm like, just just do me something interesting with at least some of the sort of cinematography. I don't know why the thing. world always has to go to shit. Mm. And like these places where it's just like, build a new building and stuff like you don't feel pain anymore cool but like (laughs) just like you know put a lick of paint on the wall and stuff like like so many of these places is almost like they become like semi post-apocalyptic yeah like we are in a functioning society still in this universe or at least Mm. that's how i felt but it was like everything was just like underground and seedy and even like the the office of new organs was just like falling apart yeah Um, well their whole office is a perfect snapshot of the kind of the tone and the look of this whole film where it's just this washed out like it was white at one point but now it's just this kind of like murky cream dark cream like they're the color of their uniforms is the exact color palette of this entire film which is just like that sand dark color and it's just just wear wear a white t-shirt while digging a grave and and that's the color palette of this movie given just to see anything just like a popping bright white t-shirt or just anything that would because it's almost like all of the scenes are at night as well like every time vigo meets the guy from new vice it's always at night and (laughs) obviously the performance arts are at night when they go I, I wonder if that is like is there something going on there where like it does the sun even exist in this world anymore that's why you're just you're left with so many questions which again the thing, like i'd imagine cronenberg sorry I was saying there's certain people that will love that about this movie is you see it and you have so many questions you're like right why is every scene dark is does the sun still exist in this world or is that yeah. something you know so that's why like if you're someone that loves sci-fi that makes you ask questions about every little thing you'll love a film like this because you could just pick it apart forever couldn't you and like and you'd never fully know what like exactly everything that's going on i think that's part of it that cronenberg is like um so far down the rabbit hole 
mm. but he's got to leave any breadcrumbs behind. Yeah, definitely. So, so he's like, oh, yeah, the sun burned out a thousand years ago. We're like, oh, so we're in like the, the 3000. He's like, no, this is the year 6000. It's like, oh, okay, right, cool. Like, you, you didn't tell us that. He's like, did I not? He's, he wrote a 400 page <laughs> treatment that accurately <laughs> describes why this movie's so dark, but we'll never know. <laughs> no, no, it's like, because, because I saw that, like, you know, this movie had like, legs in like um, i think it was like the early 2000s that like uh ralph fines was attached to it and stuff and like it had um you know the the script was about kind of you know uh, performance art and body modification and everything but he it got like very close to being made it got like picked up at festivals just because of the names attached and then and then it just never got made and cronenberg just stopped talking about it Mm. And then, like, when he started talking about this movie, he kind of said, oh, yeah, this is kind of an idea that I've had just eaten for a long while. Yeah. And it, and it does kind of feel like it was like, oh, he had this script of, like, maybe, like, Vigo's character and, like, the body modification and all that performance art stuff. And then was like, oh, but I need, like, a catalyst. Mm. And then that's where, like, the plastic eater, the plastic eating orcs come into play. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's... um it's it's strange how this kind of molded and it does and it does kind of feel that way where it's like in his head the two mashed together but he didn't tell anyone else Mm. um and yeah i do just wonder if there's some sort of treatment where it's like oh yeah the sun died like because of the the over consumption of plastic like the the you know we we had too much plastic on earth and we had to send it off to space and then that engulfed the sun and the sun burned out (laughs) it's like oh right that's yeah. why we need to eat plastic. Cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that that is the thing. You have to fill in so many gaps, which I do think is fun. Actually, I think the more I talk about this movie, the more it does kind of become like okay in the moment, and I have to, you know be honest to that is like there is parts of this movie watching it that is frustrating because you're like man they're they're just not explaining anything like now we've suddenly got these two people turn up that are working for the company and they're trying to fix these machines and now they're doing other weird shit and it's like at a certain point you're just like what the fuck is going on like they're really fell (laughs) there was the scene with caprice when they're like in the workshop fixing the machine and they just suddenly like strip off and yeah. I'm like, and I was like, is this part of it? Like, is this part of the repair? Like, is, <laughs> yeah, that's is, what like, I was thinking. Like, uh, is is Caprice going to turn around and be like, oh yeah, they're doing that bit now? Okay, yeah. cool. Like, or, or is this something else? No, I definitely thought that as well, because I was like, okay, this is just going to be normal to them. But then the way they so said it, they're like, they say her name, she turns around, she laughs, and she's like, oh, they're playful. So it was just like yeah. a little, ah, that was fun. Yeah, and like, oh, they wanted to enjoy the machine. But I, yeah. I honestly, the way they kind of like shook off, I was like, oh, okay, they're, they're, mm. they're doing the naked part of the repair. Yeah. <laughs> but it was so funny. Like, I remember watching that scene and thinking to myself, like, man, that, that wasn't gratuitous nudity whatsoever. Like, we really needed that to drive the plot home completely. Like, thanks for that, David um but yeah it, it, it's a it's a wild film like i i really liked a lot of it um it's just there is frustrations particularly with the way it looked um of just like man it's such a murky uninterested like I, you didn't really comment on that but what did you think mm. about the way it looked did that did that bother you at all or, or yeah, did you just it, it, was fine? It, it was just it was just boring Mm. i think i think it totally... cheap, like, just one last point was i felt like yeah. this almost reminded me of some of the science fiction movies we'd see at like a fright fest and i don't mean that in a bad way but i just mean like a certain level of budget which i wouldn't necessarily associate with a cronenberg film or definitely not these three actors in this type of film either yeah 
it, it just kind of felt like it was so focused on the characters that it forgot to create the world around it at times. Yeah. Because like uh, the, the performances are powerhouses and, and it was almost like, Oh, we've got these incredible performances. They can just be in this drab background. And it's like, we needed a bit more visually. Mm. Um, but yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't kind of taken out of it, but I, I certainly wasn't blown away by the visuals of the world. I think that definitely happened because there's a lot of long takes in this as well. Mm. It's one of those things that once you notice it, you're like, oh man, they're still talking and they haven't got yeah, away. No, I had I'm... to pause to get to my yeah. Wikipedia and I'm like, this thing's <laughs> not ending. I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. Like, Almost, <laughs> I would say a vast majority of the of the scenes between the two leads of Vigo and Leah, they they are just long takes where like they just did mm. it and that was the take. And it, and it almost was just like Cronenberg has clearly created such fully, fully fleshed out characters. And obviously we've joked about us not fully understanding like the world and the place and everything, but clearly the actors did. Because like they give such committed performances where they just believe everything. Like no part did I think like, oh, they don't know what's going on here. Do you That's know what I mean? It's we like, needed a vessel. We mm. needed someone to like wake yeah, up from like a cry, yeah, cryogenic yeah. sleep and be like, "So what's going on?" Like that's everyone was just like. Because that is like that is an interesting point. Because that's like the yeah. classic trope, isn't it? Of like, yeah. right, this is the character that's the the audience's yeah. conduit. And because we oh, didn't have the, that, it was obvious. Got memory lost, and he's gone to Vigo's character to figure out what's going on in this weird mm. world that he's discovered. And it's yeah. like, yeah, like, the no, no. that's going to interview everyone. That's going to give this long backstory of how we got to this place yeah. in the world. It's like, nope, the movie doesn't give a shit about it's, that. It's like Sarah Connor monologue talking over yeah. a, a Roman road. <laughs> like it's just like, nope, no, none of that, none of that. No, we're just going to show you this open surgery and and also yeah like there's so many elements because there's an element which again is quite important which we haven't even talked about is like they do inner tattoos of organs (laughs) before removing them yeah it's like man this movie has a lot in it like I, I liked the film, and and coming out of it, I remember when it, when it ended and I finished watching it, I was a little bit disappointed. But now I talk about it, I'm like, this was kind of everything that it needed to be, really. Um, I was going to say, it's a Cronenberg movie. Like, it's one of them where I'm like, I'm, uh, you know, I have to be honest, I'm not I'm not a huge Cronenberg fan. I think mm. it's just, you, you've got to be in the mood for it. And yeah. I, think, I think I was in the mood for this one, somewhat. Um, but I also don't know whether I'm ever truly in the mood for it, because it's always mm. so crazy um but i had a good time and but yeah there's just so many things because like the whole tattoo thing i'm like so Mm. does she like just open him up and then tattoo him and close him up because it seems like he can just have like his chest opened up like on a regular basis yeah well he's got a a zipper didn't he put in place (laughs) well he did towards the end yeah just an an actual zipper um (laughs) you know which can be used for multiple things um it's you know it's multi-purpose zipper (laughs) we we, we know the reason why he got that zipper let's be honest yeah yeah just don't don't let any organs fall out just be careful (laughs) it's it's the rescue it's the rescue uh taking this world because like as as he says when he gets propositioned by Kristen, like he's not very good at the old kind of sex, so he may as well just get really good at the new kind, I guess. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're but... getting good at the new kind and they're getting a zipper installed, though. Do you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> it's Trenta, what can we say? Yeah, I mean, Listen, it's just he's gonna live out his last days on this earth as, as joy filled as he possibly can, I and mean, I can't blame him to be honest. So, yeah, it's it's, oh, it's fucking bizarre. That's the thing, like. There's there's so many parts of the movie that in mm. a normal movie would be like the talking point. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, we, we just mentioned he had a zipper installed. We just mentioned <laughs> that these organs are being tattooed. 
the Bro. opening scene alone is enough yeah. to like do an entire podcast about like it open like i'm not going to say exactly what happens but it opens with a kid eating a bin yeah. and it's like okay well where the fuck do you go from there and, and that's where cronenberg is like i got you fam like don't worry there's another aaron this well, is the just movie, the, the movie starts and there's like a kid playing in like a rock ball at a beach yeah. and the mum's like don't eat any shit in there and i'm like yeah <laughs> I'm like, kids, they'll, <laughs> oh, they'll eat anything. Such a good little subversion yeah. right at the start. And, I was, like, and I was like, okay, cool, that makes sense. And then, then he's like brushing his teeth, and then he starts to look a little bit like paranoid, and he just starts munching on a plastic bin. I'm like, okay, that's not normal. <laughs> like, I'm like, up to this point, things were things were reasonably normal. And I'm like, but he, he's eating a bin. Mm. <laughs> yeah, the, the movie's absolutely mad. Like I said, I think it's not, I don't know what my expectations were because I was feeling a little bit disappointed and maybe that was purely just because of the fact that obviously I'd watched like all of those Cronenberg movies last year for the first time mm. um, and seeing like all five of those, I think it was about five I watched all of his 80s films and I definitely don't think this is on that level um, in, in terms of enjoyment and I think in terms of like themes, it's definitely a lot of stuff that he's done before. Mm. Um, it is themely wise, it's very similar to Crash, which was a movie that I absolutely hated um so i definitely like this more than crash for sure um but yeah i, I don't think i think like he's he's obviously like it's body horror it's cronenberg like you you know the shit and like yeah it's a really good one of those it's wild to see him still make one in 2022 mm. where like yeah you probably could like i watched yeah for the first time last year a lot of his classic 80s films and you could obviously tell they're made in in the 80s and obviously this feels a lot more modern especially because of the cast but like they do have a lot of the same dna and you could watch them like in a sort of marathon i guess is the word and be like right. yep you can you can see like a through line do you know what i mean it doesn't feel like mm. oh, you're not watching something where it's like man this guy really lost it and fell off like that's a shame like it doesn't it doesn't feel like that at all which i think is really cool um yeah definitely you know like i say someone that's not a huge cronenberg uh, fan i went into this movie wanting to watch a cronenberg movie because that's the point yeah. and I, I i got that like mm -hmm. I, I felt fulfilled from this experience. Like, did did I love this movie? No, but yeah. did I did I have the Cronenberg experience in 2022 that I wanted going into this movie? Yeah, yeah, I did. Like, yeah. it, it was batshit crazy, and like the the added bonus was the performances of these lead characters. Yeah, where I like I, I kind of just expected to see like some weird body horror shit, but actually like was blown away. Where I'm like you know that that gets to like year end contender like the performance mm. in this movie like yeah, it really does it really does elevate it beyond what i was hoping in terms of you know i just expected to see a bloke dance around with a ton ton of ears on his face and <laughs> body, you know and i was like oh no like we got this like crazy vigo mortensen performance uh with the with the kind of support of the the, the two kind of um female leads and like you know, I, I thought, yeah, all three of them were absolutely world class. Yeah, I completely agree. Like, I don't have a bad word to say about those performances. They are, like, say, absolutely perfect. Easily some of the best I've seen this year. We've seen so many this mm. year. Like, I think that is, it's so weird because that's basically consistently been, like, our most strong category um, yeah. every single year. And I think this is without a doubt up there already when i already look at some of the performances we've had across film and tv already it's like oh my yeah, god yeah. <laughs> like it's absolutely insane but yeah i and i also completely agree with what you said overall of like when you watch this film you have to be like i'm watching a david cronenberg film like mm. you don't go into it just going like, oh i want to see a film or even i want to see a horror film or a science fiction film it's it's past that it's like yeah. no do you want to see a david cronenberg movie yes or no um and yeah it completely delivers that whereas yeah comparing it to like everything else i've seen 
this year like no i've seen a lot more stuff that i definitely got an overall more enjoyment from but like this is a better david cronenberg movie this year (laughs) yeah definitely not and also like like let's look at his filmography because i mean i've not seen a lot of these stuff but it's like he really hasn't i think history of violence was probably his last movie that got a really good reception um and that was 17 years ago mm-hmm. so and, and obviously like we said this is like 20 years since he's kind of made a movie that is a science fiction slash horror film and so he's carrying his career isn't he, at this point yeah was, yeah exactly um and so and so when you look at it like that that obviously this guy was so prolific in the 80s and then kind of definitely made a lot of different other types of genre movies like, i really he is one that i definitely want to commit and watch every cronenberg film because i i think even in when it's not good something like crash which to be fair i watched about 15 years ago so yeah, I was like, say, you've got such a vendetta for that movie oh, i hated it <laughs> just as a, I'll, I'll tell the very quick story which was this was in like film school in that sort of setting and watching a lot of stuff critically for the first time and i just fucking hated it everything about it um but who knows at this point now doing six years of like a horror podcast i might love it um as you say we're, we're at a new level now <laughs> yeah definitely um because yeah i do think this is easily his most similar to i think um rabbit is is kind of up there as well of kind mm. of like some some similar stuff but yeah it's yeah it's so cronenberg and uh i i think for as far as recommendations go you definitely have to put it in that category of like do you want to see a new cronenberg movie yes or no and i think for people that yeah. clearly want to I can't imagine you'd be like, man, I, I love Cronenberg and this movie just completely failed to deliver for me. Like, I would be surprised. Obviously, that could easily happen, but... I think it's I, only if you're looking for, like, this brand... Like, you want Cronenberg, but you want, like, an evolution of Cronenberg. Mm. Like, this this does just feel like a, 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 you know, yeah. a, a greatest hits. You know, it's things mm. that he's done before. It's different, but it's not it's not evolution, although that's entirely what the movie's about. Like this, yeah. this is just you know this is Cronenberg doing Cronenberg shit, and I'm like I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah, like it's it like I say it does feel formulaic at times where it's like okay cool like surgery's the new sex like he's done that you know X is the new sex multiple times and so I think that yeah it's not the most interesting and original concept mm. it's not like when he did the fly and everyone was like we've never seen a movie like the fly before or after mm. um but yeah it's it's okay the concept's cool there's there's like i said there's so many cool little things in the film that i almost i don't even know like you again you have to just look at it and be like right the film is the film did you enjoy it yes or no but i think i start looking at it on like an extra level and being like god there's so many cool little things i don't know could this have been a different type of movie could this have been like a series or you like a book do you know what i mean there's just i don't know it's difficult but i think ultimately what we got was without a doubt just like some incredible performances like the the and and like i say those actors they clearly i think that's the biggest thing that i loved watching it was even i fully just believed them as as characters i could also tell from the instant the movie started that every single actor in this movie absolutely wanted to be in a cronenberg film well it's Um, kind of hilarious that like you do feel that yeah you you also feel that every character in this movie completely understands this world yeah 100 percent work for the for the company or whatever it's like they fully know those two characters 100 (laughs) percent yeah and like like they had played them you know we've just watched like the fourth season of stranger things like those characters know how to play those characters at this point and and it Mm. it kind of felt like this everyone was putting on like a, a familiar shoe 
Yeah. And it was like, it's the most unfamiliar thing in the world. But everyone yeah. was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're tattooing the organ today. Like, cool. Like, it's just, I don't really know how that came to fruition. Um, I, I wish, like, as a, as an, like, a viewer of this movie, I wish we had the kind of cliff notes that the, the actors clearly had. Yeah, for sure. I think that's why I'm so impressed with with Kristen because, like you say, I've not seen her do anything this good at all. Um, mm. Whereas the other two, it's like, okay, Vigo, he he's done some fantastic stuff, and he can get across like Lord of the Rings lore, which is pretty crazy. And then yeah. Leah do like anyone who can understand yeah. the story of Death Stranding, like you're clearly a genius. And so like she's just amazing and everything, and fully gets like, nope, yep, I get it. I'm this crazy performance artist, and and yep, I fully get that. It's like, do you want me to explain it to you again? Nope, I got it the first no, time. That's cool. like like i just wanted kojima like you you make way more sense exactly like i just i and i I love these actors that are willing to do this mad shit and so i and i didn't think Kristen was like that i thought she did more safer stuff that i wasn't that interested by so like i i want to see her do more weird shit like this um because we kind of had that for years with robert like post twilight where he was just making like weird indie shit for years before he like then obviously big movies recently whereas Kristen was always just in like shit looking films i just didn't care about at all yeah um just like unmemorable titles of weird you know just just dramas and and things that just yeah i've never seen yeah Um, whereas clearly like i've always been like i don't know if she's any good and i get that she has a following but now i'm like oh no she just made movies that didn't speak to me because i i now can say with 100 percent certainty she's an incredible actress also where the hell's vigo mortison been like yeah like this this performance was so good and i'm like where the fuck you been man it's crazy isn't it like we see that a lot with different films and tv shows where you're just like here's this actor who is so phenomenal and like say i've been, i've probably seen him in about two things since lord of the rings and he mm. just drops a performance yeah, like one, this one from... of them well two of them are cronenberg movies <laughs> yeah and it's like and then he just drops a performance like this and you're like why are people not casting this dude mm. like yeah it's uh I, I, like I, say, I know we've talked about it a lot and especially due to the fact that it is a Cronenberg movie but these acting performances you have to like almost see it to believe it it's absolutely incredible um, it's one of them where I kind of want Vigo to go on a tear now and be like Willem Dafoe yeah <laughs> where I'm just like you know please cast him in the next Robert Eggers movie like, <laughs> I, I just I just want to see like what he can do like beyond this at this point like i'm like two hours of those two talking and i don't understand a word of it (laughs) yeah i want them i want them to speak in like like (laughs) tongues and and end up burying each other alive (laughs) could you imagine like the dialect of the lighthouse mixed with like vigo's voice in this movie like you literally would not be able to understand a word of it (laughs) it would be the greatest movie of all time (laughs) it really would oh it'd be great um but yeah i guess i guess that's pretty much it we've kind of we already did our recommendations i guess is like if you're into cronenberg you have to see this uh, i guess what one i think to throw at you would be like do you outside of oh God, i don't even know how to word it really like, <laughs> like do you think this has merit is just you like horror films and, and you don't have mm. that kind of background to cronenberg like how much enjoyment do you think yeah, people? Can't... that's a, a very hard question to answer Ooh. because we're completely hypothetical because we have that background on him but yeah. like do you think people would know. still enjoy this if you just put it next to like, oh yeah, so what's come out this year? And you're like, well, there's the new Scream, but you you probably have seen the other Screams. Um, X no, is good as like a throwback. Think, yeah, like like I I, I don't think so. Mm. Um, it is so crazy. But then I mean, 
I don't know, like clearly there's a niche for it because clearly yeah. that's why Cronenberg is a is a staple in the horror, you know, world. Um, you know, if, if this was the first ever movie to come out like this, like yeah, like it, it's bloody hard. But I think yeah, in terms of recommendation, like if you're a horror fan, you, you should be aware of Cronenberg, and therefore you're aware of whether you like it or not because it's weird. Yeah. You know, and I think I think that's the thing. Like when we review uh, most, <laughs> I know that we're going to have a different version coming soon. But like when you when we tend to talk about a Rob Zombie movie, we're like, oh yeah, if you like Rob Zombie movies, you'll you'll love like, um, you know, th- um, you know, like Three from Hell or, or or whatever. Like, oh yeah, you'll love that. Like it, it's the quintessential Rob movie, and it's like, yeah, if you like Cronenberg, you, you'll probably like this as well. Yeah, I, I'm not even going to try and answer the uh, question that I just asked you because I think it's impossible. This is mm. one of those films where if someone sat down and watched it and then they gave me a score and that score ranged literally anywhere from 1 out of 10 to 10 out of 10 and all of the numbers in between, none of it would shock yeah, I'd me. I'd be like, valid. Yep, like, yes, 100%. Yep, and, like, and that's crazy. Like, I, and I fully believe that as well, where I, I, I could genuinely see anyone being like, yeah, it's a 2 out of 10, it was awful. Or like, yeah, they're like, oh, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, like okay, it could cool. literally range anywhere. And, like, I don't even know where I am on that scale. But, like, I it's one of those films of, like, yep, it just is what it is. It exists as this weird... Uh, it sounds so like um i don't even know but like it does exist as this piece of art and you just have to view it as that and it and some people love it some people hate it some people think it's quite good you know what i mean it'll just it'll it'll cover every single range and i think that's what's cool about this film is we talk a lot about like on this podcast the absolute worst things we ever cover are movies that just make you feel nothing um you know movies like choose or die where we're like it just felt like it was made by a, a, a robot <laughs> a ro- what i don't i don't remember <laughs> yeah it was made by like a robot like that made an algorithm of like how do you make a netflix a horror random, movie a random just horror generator. yeah where it was just like it didn't feel like it had anything <laughs> for it that was that even warranted a conversation whereas this is like the exact opposite of that you know ranging from there's certain things i really don't like to there's certain things i think are some of the best i've seen this year oh yeah um, we talk about some horror movies where we're like if you love horror, you should love this. And like, mm. you know, I, I, and, and there are certain movies that I love where I'm like, I don't know if I can understand you if you don't love this. Whereas yeah. with this, yeah. Like literally if someone had a conversation with me and was like, this was the worst movie I've ever seen. I'd be like, okay, tell me why. And then I'm like, <laughs> okay, no, I could probably, yeah, 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 I can see that. Or, or they could be like, honestly, this is the greatest movie of all time. And they'll, they'll, <laughs> they'll, they'll persuade me why Terminator 2 isn't. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, weird. Like, I kind of get where you're coming from. Like, you're wrong in the sense that T2 is the greatest, but okay. Yeah, like, have you not this, seen Psycho Gore, man? Yeah, like, this this could be up there. Like, okay, from what you've said, that does make sense. Yeah. Like, it, is, it is very bizarre. I do love that. I, and I think that that's a good way to end it of like, I, I hope that this podcast has done a good job of getting that across to people who haven't seen that film. Cause that would be my biggest takeaway is just like you, it, it's just fascinating and you kind of just Ooh. have to see it. And like I say, you, you, you will feel an opinion on it and I have no idea what that opinion is. And that's the <laughs> most exciting thing about a film like this. Um, so yeah, it, it's really, really cool. Um, but yeah, that was our discussion of crimes of the future. Uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back.
So yeah, that is uh, pretty much it for another week. Um, before we finish, um, I did want to bring up something real quick because um, I, I was trying to look for a new TV show to watch um, recently, sure. and I, I remembered that that Day of the Dead TV show. Oh um, yeah. So I did, did did you watch all of that? Oh yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of questions. Um, <laughs> my, my, my main takeaway, I guess, would be The Walking Dead really has broke you, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it really has. Like, to a level that I didn't, I didn't understand until I, now. I, as need, I, need help. I need help, bro. Mm. Like, that's the thing, like, for years you've been joking about it, and I've been, I, I, it has been an outcry for help. Yeah. Oh yeah, here he is again talking about Walking Dead, and it's like, no, no, I'm, a, I've, I've become a broken human being, and I need help. Yeah, like you and, can't, and I can't fully understand it from the outside because I, because I quit so long ago that like yeah. I, I forgot how bad people that watch The Walking Dead's headspace clearly is at. Mm. Because for you to get yeah, through, I watched it all. I watched it all. I had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> Best season of Walking Dead in years. Because um, wasn't this like ten episodes or something? It's something ridiculous. It's so lot. Like I barely got through the first episode and was like, I am not watching any more of this. It, like no chance. Like it, it just did nothing for me. Like there wasn't anything about this that I thought. Did you not want to know whether they got married or not? Who? Who got like? I couldn't even tell you any character. It was literally the most generic sci-fi you know sci-fi channel show ever and it was exactly what i hoped it wouldn't be of like here's a bunch of terrible actors doing nothing no fleshed out characters whatsoever occasionally a semi-decent looking zombie will will pop up and it's like it's just mind-numbingly boring and dull and i was the bub reveal i did yeah it's just uh, i i yeah, it, it, the only thing that was even put a smile on my face was seeing Stephen Kosansky's name on this thing, um, uh, which, and then I was just like, man, how did someone that made something I love so much made something that I just don't care about? And I, I get it, it's just this random-ass TV show that's just this throwaway thing. And obviously he only yeah. directed, what, about two or three episodes of this thing anyway. Um, he, he directed was, a few, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, he, did well, direct he, directed, he directed the one I watched, uh, the <laughs> only one I'm going to watch, and like... <laughs> So I'm like, man, I'm assuming it gets worse because generally most shows, as we've discussed, like they either start really well or end really well. And like, I it, God doesn't, knows. it doesn't actually get worse. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking your opinion on any of this, by the way. If you watch this whole season, <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't overly enjoy the first episode. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like, but it's like Walking Dead. You just got to give it your time. Oh, I'm I'm a true fan of Psycho Goreman, and I'm like, I'm gonna see this out. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> but but yeah, I think I think the thing that I found was it was the perfect thing to watch while she's doing something else. <laughs> ah, yeah, I kind of figured that. <laughs> yeah. See, I was watching it thinking, I wish I was doing anything else other than yeah. having this one in the background yeah, correct, right now. Correct. Uh, apparently, that was still more entertaining than doing work. So, so doing that in parallel worked fine. But, but if, if I was sat in front of a television and only had the television on and I was watching this, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> That's an amazing recommendation of it. Again, I want to clarify, you watched the whole season. Like. Correct. 
it was probably over seven hours of, of content that you, that you watched. It, or maybe maybe watched is a strong word. No, um, I was waiting for Chucky, okay? <laughs> you, you was aware of it. It was like, it was near you being played. I, I remember point. that there was a doctor that was trying to get married. Yeah, I like, couldn't even tell you that much. Honestly, yeah. like, within 10 minutes, I was like, "This, I can tell this is awful, and I shouldn't waste my time watching this. And But I was like, I have to at least see the full first episode. And yeah, I, yeah. I, even that was a bad choice. Um, <sighs> I didn't want to bring it up just to rag on it, because I'm glad that you watched it, but I just I almost couldn't believe that you watched it. I think it was just like, I was like, oh, I know that Kaskansky is like directed a few of these episodes <laughs> i'm like i kind of want to see like if something happens like, <laughs> like will he will he just suddenly bring out the pg and like that that never happened that never happened no i didn't think it would no it never did it was yeah, that was, that's, that's a, yeah <laughs> it was like I, I was trying to find a new TV show. I don't really know why, and I so I started on that one and immediately skipped it after one episode. And then mm. I, I won't say what the other two are because I might talk about them in the future. But the second one was one that I've had on my radar for like years, literally years. And I was like indifferent on the first episode. I was like, okay, it's okay, but I don't know whether to commit. And then the the third show that I started is awesome and i've already watched like five episodes um nice. so i'll probably i'll mention that on the show when i've like watched the first season um because it is one that i've mentioned on the show before about wanting to watch and yeah i'm so glad i've started it already um but yeah and obviously there is actually more tv coming um i know one, one thing i'd almost forgot about is literally <laughs> this we're, we're week, days away <laughs> yeah, which and is mental i only i only found out about 48 hours ago because it popped up on my netflix queue yeah, we we talked about this news a while ago, and then I've just kind of forgotten about it. And uh, like, yeah. I'm not extremely excited, but like, it's no. it is fascinating, especially for us, um, because it is the first ever live action TV series of Resident Evil. And obviously, we've discussed like the Resident Evil film this year. Obviously, we've brought up the game so many times. Yeah. How like Resident Evil across all mediums is one of our favorite things ever. And so it's crazy that this thing is dropping on Netflix this week. So we'll have to talk about yeah. that in some capacity. Um, yeah. Especially because there really isn't much going on in the next month. Um, I'm saying we so, might get we might get a dedicated episode on it. Yeah, we probably will. I, I want to before I commit to it. I want to see on the day it drops how many episodes it is and how long it Mate, is. Me, um, I'm committing. I was going to say, yeah, for what you've seen, your bar is pretty low. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm like, if this is over eight episodes, I'm like, oh Jesus Christ. Um, but I I hope yeah. We'll, we'll like we'll definitely be talking about it and yeah like considering looking at our our next few weeks of content i'm like yeah we'll probably do a show on this <laughs> um because it I, is an uh, evil so we'll have a lot to say good or bad won't we it'll be a yeah, very interesting conversation for us i was gonna say i watched the trailer mm. and um i just in watching the trailer i was like oh shit here we go again like this is just just fucking convoluted like resident evil fucking bullshittery like <laughs> yeah like, well, cause this is the... such a brand new concept as well where like you say it could go two ways like it could just be incredibly well written and be amazing mm. or it could just shit all over resident evil lore and just be absolutely terrible well, so like, one knows? minute we're in like modern day like current raccoon city then it cuts to like years in the future in london and i'm like yeah. i don't know what's going on like mm. and and yeah it felt just so like the thing about it is is that almost part of me is like do you know what at least they're not like like they've gone for full cronenberg 
where they're like, oh, have you played every Resident Evil game, watched all of the movies, and watched some of the animated movies? And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, this is for you. Like, <laughs> but is, I thought it's kind of like the opposite, where it's like... <laughs> I'm like, oh, what you know the two words Resident Evil and nothing else, then this show's for you. Because, like, like, yeah, it didn't feel like that from the trailer because it just felt like, oh, they're just going like crazy weird lore. But, but who the hell knows? I'm excited for that because, yeah, I, I would be more down with that. I, I like say, I, I don't know. Like, I've went so cold on it. Like, I remember when we discussed it in the news, and I remember talking about how it was like, I think it's like two sisters or something, and yeah, it's like two timelines and one set like way after the apocalypse, whatever. Like, I do. Mm. Think remember that and i know yeah. that like, wesker's involved in it in some capacity so that's how i'm like oh okay that's kind of interesting um but yeah outside of that i'm like i'm assuming it's all brand new stuff where it's just like yep the words raccoon city will feature and wesker will be a character outside of that is there anything that you need to know about resident evil like i don't know um but yeah, yeah I, I, knows, man. I think even based upon this little conversation now, I'm like, yeah, we'll, we'll be doing a show on this because there's going to be plenty to discuss. Oh, yeah, what we've discovered over the years is that we can talk for hours and hours <laughs> and hours about Resident Evil. To our own <laughs> enjoyment. So yeah, yeah stay yeah. tuned for that. Journey for our own enjoyment. <laughs> <laughs> it's up to you whether you listen to it. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's find out. <laughs> if the past has proven anything, people no, will not no. listen. Yes. Um, <laughs> Um, but but like I say, well, you're either going to listen to that or there won't be a show um, because as far as, as in all seriousness, like I don't know about any new horror coming now until obviously like mid-August. Um, we do still have other things on the backlog that I want to see. Um, we still have Hatching is kind of like one of those movies that was in your list at the start of the year that's been around mm. for a few weeks. Um, movie called Watcher as well. Um, and also like I'm definitely in the mood for some Craven. Um, so... We've obviously got uh, the people under the stairs as the next Wes Craven, Ooh. so that that might even be next week. Who knows? I mean, the good, um, the good news is at least one of the weeks that we're just waiting for. Nope, I'm I'm not even here, so that's something. <laughs> well, I won't be here for the other two, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's like I've taken a good time for a holiday at least like the week before nope where i want to be on blackout i'm not, i'm just gonna leave my phone like away and just just not even worry about it yeah i'm gonna just throw like my pc out the window for those three weeks i think because i just <laughs> I don't genuine, want to any... genuinely think you might yeah i just don't want to be any part of it it's gonna be so weird like i'm gonna discover <laughs> so many things about myself in those three weeks um yeah why yeah, need I'm gonna, to do? I'm gonna like see you and you're like oh yeah i just knitted this top <laughs> <laughs> I just took up knitting. Apparently, I'm really sick at it. I'm really good at needle craft. I'm like, what? What I should do is I just. Like, I've I've got so many books to read, so I should take that time smartly when I'm not going to be on the internet and just because, like, I've got the. Really, I really want to read. They release more Death Stranding books. <laughs> Probably. No, I've read all them, mate. Don't worry. Oh, okay. Um, what's the? Is it the Scarlet Gospels? Um, oh yeah. Like, yeah. Like I started it like a year ago oh, and read like, the first yeah, two chapters. I, went, I read that, yeah, and I fucking loved it as well. Mm. And I just haven't read any more, so I'm gonna. I'll definitely restart it, Good. especially because those first few chapters with um the Hell Priest were awesome. Anyway, they were great. I was, yeah. I was genuinely like those two chapters were like the best Hellraiser content since the original movie by far. So I I need to read that book whoa, for whoa, sure. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> You're forgetting about Doctor Chinard, mate. No, Hellraiser two, Hellraiser two, yeah, yeah and, and uh, Hellraiser three is all right if you're in the mood yeah. for it. It's yeah. it's a fun movie. Um, um, the rest, though, <laughs> one thing that I was just—I know we're going a bit long, but I thought I'd briefly mention it—is that I did watch Cannibal Holocaust. 
Oh yeah, nice. After, like the, the TV show <laughs> that we watched about it, and just just the 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 short version is just just watch the uh, watch the TV episode. <laughs> That's that's where I was kind of at, where I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> because I'm just like, nah, this movie shouldn't really be seen. Like, it should be no. talked about from, mm. like, a point of... Yeah, history. Yeah, like, history and how psychopaths got to make movies. <laughs> I, I don't think you should watch the psychopathic movie because it's just... Oh, it's just crazy. And, like, not in a good way, just in a really weird, like, disgusting way that, that then... <clears throat> is is either it's either like boring or like disgusting yeah there, there's there's nothing in between yeah i guess like, it's not a crafted entertaining movie no, in the like, it's, it's just interesting because of the story with, like, terrible acting and terrible performances <laughs> and then you get to see an actual animal get massacred on screen that no one should watch because it's yeah. horrible like and so yeah like i think the documentary was brilliant because it 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 didn't it didn't kind of put it on a pedestal in any way it was basically you know the documentary basically was like yeah this movie sucks like why the hell did you make it you know and 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 confession which i loved it was like everyone just confessing all of their sins basically which is awesome it it genuinely was and i think i think it was cathartic like Mm -hmm. watching it and being like loads of people being like i I never made a movie after this like i hated hollywood because of this film and like that was fascinating. Watching this movie isn't fascinating. It's mm. it's not it's not great. Um, no. So yeah, I, I I yeah that that was uh, yeah not not something that I'd recommend to anyone. But but not to downplay the episode because I think the episode was great. Yeah, I was going to watch it, and then, yeah, I just haven't, and I don't think I am going to now. But, um, and obviously, it's worth mentioning the, the, the obviously, the documentary and the episode we're talking about was Cursed Films, mm. uh, season two on Shudder, yeah. um, which came out this year, and it was amazing. We obviously talked about it lots at the end of different episodes, so we you might have skipped over some of them, but it was consistently brilliant it was way better than season one which season one was good season two is phenomenal and is a must watch for everyone um mm-hmm. all of the episodes and it's still like my second favorite tv show this year behind stranger things so it was mm-hmm. uh absolutely brilliant um just as a very final thing before we end obviously we'll be talking about it loads next week but just as a little hype setter um we'll be getting the fright fest lineup in a matter of days <laughs> so hopefully there's no other news to talk about this week and uh, next week and even if there is i'm probably just going to bin it because i I only want to talk about fright fest next week Mm, i'm so ready for fright fest man yeah which that is exciting what's funny is obviously you mentioned the monsters uh, Mm. earlier the yeah the monsters trailer like first proper trailer drops this wednesday so the day that this podcast goes live and it is funny that that's like the day before fright fest where i'm like i know Clearly, these two things aren't linked. Link, um, oh, linked. they're clearly linked. They're clearly linked. I know what you're talking about. Like, clearly, it's just a coincidence. But that part of my brain goes, "Oh, you know, they've had Rob Zombie there before. Like, they've had exactly. his films there, and he's been there before. Like, oh, he's and it's like this is the least Fright Fest film ever. It's like Rob that's with why it, that's why it makes the most sense. Yeah, it's like this thing was talking about being like a Peacock streaming exclusive and like isn't even a horror film. Like, why the hell would this be at Fright Fest? But part of my brain's just like, yeah, but it will be, won't it? And you'll get to see it on the big screen and it'll be awesome. So setting myself up for disappointment, which is always good, considering just before the, the lineup, which I am genuinely excited for. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll actually... Uh, 
hopefully those will be like the two things we're talking about next week in the news fright fest and uh seeing a bit of the monsters obviously we had that first teaser but it wasn't actually like the show so or i keep saying the show but it's an actual film um mm-hmm. even though it's based upon a tv show that had films it's very confusing um but uh yeah all that good stuff next week i feel like talking um, about burger just made my head go to mush i was gonna say uh, i was gonna say to you like you you just getting like confused talking about monsters. I'm like, mate, everything everything's like crystal clear to me after watching the Cronenberg movie. I'm like, at this point, nothing feels complicated after seeing what we just watched. Yeah, mine's the opposite. Like, we we picked a really good week to go long. Like, not only talk about Cronenberg, but I'm literally dying of heat. Um, so yeah, that's it. I'm uh, melting. <laughs> I am melting. Um, that was episode three hundred and four. Thanks for listening. As always, it was indeed, and uh, we'll see you next time. See you later, everyone. Could. How could I start that?